You're listening to the True Victory Podcast. My name is Carmen, and it is my passion to share honesty, hope, and healthy dialogue about how I found freedom from my porn habit. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey guys, this is episode 13 of season two of the True Victory Podcast. And today I want to talk about why the world needs to talk about porn. Now in this episode, I specifically want to talk about the porn industry. I'm not talking so much about how porn addiction affects people. I mainly want to talk about how the world just seems to be out of touch with the reality of the porn industry and the effects that it has on just our society as a whole. Now, we can pretty much agree that media itself is a huge influence. It's probably the main influence uh, that people have in their lives. You know, not just their friends and their family, but it's like media has, has kind of overtaken a lot of the influence, you know, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Um, we can see that there have been plenty of movements that have happened thanks to media that um, that fight for injustice. You know, you got uh, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, you got, you know, the pro-life movement, all these different movements, and people are able to, able to gather under one banner, you know, and, and fight for each of these issues. And I think, and again, with this episode, I'm talking about my opinion, okay, so please don't take any of this as gospel, I'm just talking about me. But I feel like that, especially in America, um, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but in America, the correlation between the porn industry and social injustice seems to be pretty broken. Um, when you have things like gender violence, you know, the majority of gender violence is, is, uh, is committed by men. You know, you got rape culture. Again, the overwhelming majority of, of sexual assaults are done by men. And then, of course, we have sex trafficking, which men are the main buyers for. You know, and the unusual thing I think that happens is that men in general, I'd say, yeah, even women, assume that prostitution and sex trafficking are, you know, vastly different and that they're totally not connected. And that can't be further from the truth because studies have shown that the majority of women who are in um, prostitution, they actually want out of it. Most people also don't realize that the majority of prostitution is pimp-controlled, so therefore it's most likely sex trafficking anyway. Now, I was pretty disappointed when I heard um, a certain politician, she was talking about how she thinks that, you know, legalizing and regulating prostitution, she sees that as a, a big answer for um, reducing the, the injustice um, that happens in the sex industry, and I... I got to say that I don't think that's the main issue here because that, that showed me that she doesn't really understand how much victimization actually happens because even if you legalize prostitution to whatever end, you know, to what end will it be that it's not being controlled by a pimp? You know, even today, you know, you hear about OnlyFans, which, um, you know, yeah, you you might see a woman who is maybe... Um, maybe it looks like she's the one who's in charge of her OnlyFans account and she's stripping or she's doing whatever. Um, but there's no true way to know who's extorting her, you know, who's exploiting her. So I think we need to be more educated on this topic. Um, so I think the quicker the world becomes more aware of the 
injustices that happen as a result of the porn industry, the easier it will be to fight it. You know, if you think about other things that have happened across American history, um, if you look back at slavery, you know, let's go back to the early 1800s. Um, there were a lot of individuals who were abolitionists at that point, you know, um, which, by the way, if you haven't read uh, Frederick Douglass's book, uh, you have to read it. I read it in just like a week or two, but that's a side note. But at that time, many people were against slavery, but those same people were also buying the cotton, you know, and they weren't recognizing the correlation between, oh, this cotton that I'm buying is actually perpetuating the slavery, you know, and that's kind of something that, that caused, um, I think, the uh, abolitionist movement to not take off as quick as it could. You know, another thing would have been, you know, if you take it more to more recent times, let's talk about, um, let's talk about smoking. Let's talk about tobacco. You know, it was very common to just, for, for smoking cigarettes to just be a pastime, you know, in the 30s, 40s. And, you know, it wasn't until I think a decade or so later after that, that I can't remember the name of the doctor, but they, they started to realize that smoking had all these, uh, effects on a person's health. And then, of course, eventually doctors discovered, you know, scientists discovered that uh, even secondhand smoking and thirdhand smoking um, is damaging. And you, you push all the way up to the 90s, and there was still, you know, I think at one point, almost um, 50% of people in America smoked cigarettes. Um, maybe it was 45%. But, you know, and then you got the Clean Air Act that was supposed to help that. And it took a while to enforce that. And then you finally have, I mean, look at it. We're, we're at year 2022, and the amount of people who smoke has drastically dropped. You know, after having decades of commercials talking about smoking causing cancer and showing the people, you know, who are suffering as a result of it, you know, all that stuff finally uh, had a huge impact. And so... Um, and then, of course, you also have uh, drunk driving. You know, when that when those numbers started to increase, where there'd be more drunk driving accidents, you had different organizations come out, like MAD, which was Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and then um, SAD was another one, which was Students Against Drunk Driving. So the point I'm trying to make here is when education actually happens um, thoroughly, then people are enlightened and people are more prone to uh, take action. So I used to get frustrated about this because I thought people uh, knew, you know, knew the injustices that porn and the sex industry um, cause. But it's clear that you know it, it's it's not fair to think that uh, that that ill of people that they're that cold. You know, it's the truth is is that most people are not informed. So when we talk about things like male privilege um, and just men in general. I want to just kind of touch on just how our culture sees men. And, of course, the first thing would be how, um, you know, men are seen as just hypersexual beings and that we always need sex and that's just how it's always going to be. And when we say those types of things, it's kind of like, wait, are we talking about, are we talking about nature or are we talking about nurture? You know, because nature, yeah, both men and women are sexual beings. Um, but the nurture, I believe, is the, the culture that is being imposed on us. 
So instead of talking about sex being something that's a need for a man or a woman, we need to start talking about sex as something that is a privilege of a safe and consensual relationship. And that's how we, that's one of the ways we can stop demand because if it's, if we stop seeing it as a need, then we can lower that demand. You know, here's some, let me just talk about a couple truths that I've heard over the years, just with my own personal research. And And the first thing is that, you know, the vast majority of sex trafficking is actually filmed. I think the past three generations have been oblivious to this about sex trafficking being filmed because when it comes to the baby boomer generation, the Gen Xers, and even the millennials, the first porn most of us have seen most likely weren't wasn't internet porn. It was something on a videotape or a magazine or something, something through Playboy or Penthouse. And you probably assume that everything was all consensual in those uh, in those arenas. Uh, the second thing I want to say is that there has been a, a drastic increase of sexual abuse of minors. And a third of those who abuse minors are actually minors themselves. Um, it's pretty common that most people who have seen pornography um, usually around 12, 13 years of age, but it's becoming younger and younger as, as the years go on. And the third thing I want to say is that those who consume porn on a regular basis um, are three times more likely to commit a sexual assault or sexual abuse. Now, I'm getting these statistics from a website called Fight the New Drug, so don't take my word for it when I'm talking about these things. Please go to the website, check out the articles, check out the information yourself. They even have videos about this stuff. Um, check it out in your own time. But I'm just I'm stating those different things because I'm trying to help strengthen this correlation between the porn industry and the social injustices of the world. I think the two main reasons why we can't talk about porn is because it's either minimized or it's stigmatized. So you either have people saying, oh, it's not that big of a deal, it's just porn, you know, everyone's seen porn, or who doesn't look at porn, not a big deal, um, or it's it's stigmatized to where no one can talk about it because, oh, no, that's embarrassing. Oh, you watch that? Oh, I can't believe he does that. Oh, shame, 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 you know. So those two things will always keep us from talking about it. And I think being able to talk about it is key. And then the other thing I think we need to talk about as a world is what a man is. If we keep making excuses for men, um, you know, we, we'll never get anywhere. You know, and I know it sounds like I'm just, I'm really bashing men here. I'm not trying to bash men. I'm just, as I've said before, I work in corrections and it doesn't take working in corrections to find out that, you know, 86% of individuals in America who are incarcerated are men, you know, and the vast majority, as I said before, of sexual assaults are committed by men. You know, people who, uh, I forgot to say this statistic, that is, um, you know, men who commit sex offenses um, more than likely uh, watched porn on a regular basis. So we need to be able to talk about these two things, you know, porn and what it, um, how harmful it can be, and also what, who men are, you know, men being seen as sexual beings and nothing else keeps providing an excuse. We can talk about, you know, we spend so much time talking about guns, rightfully so. We talk about addiction, that's important. We talk about mental health, very important. We talk about parenting. But rarely are we talking about men 
being the main perpetuators of violence in general. Hey guys, thanks again so much for joining me on the True Victory Podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, share it on your social media, write me a review, or reach out to me on Instagram at freeindeedrecovery. Remember, every bit of knowledge that you gain improves your ability to overcome and achieve a personal true victory. See you guys again soon.